This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Goonies Minute, everybody. Goonies Minute is the fan podcast where we carefully explore the movie Goonies minute by minute. This is Brady. And this is Chris. And we are here to go over minute number 102 of the Goonies today with special guest Mark Landry. Mark, thank you so much for coming on again. Uh, we're excited to talk about your history as a screenwriter and also a comic book author and your experience with the Goonies. So uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. It's another awesome. great day to be Goonie. That's very true. Um, so like I was saying, you are also, uh, aside from being a screenwriter, you're also a comic book author. Um, and you yes. had a comic that was published, I think, like two years ago? Or was it last year? That uh, was... It started, well, they started it in, in uh, September of 2015, and it was five issues monthly. And then in the summer of last year, it was collected into a graphic novel. That's awesome. And it's called Bloodthirsty, One Nation Underwater. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yes. It's a sort of gritty, you know, it would be R-rated if it were a movie, uh, but gritty uh, story about a former Coast Guard rescue swimmer who lost his family during Hurricane Katrina. And it's in New Orleans, obviously. And uh, 10 years later, he discovers this conspiracy by these corrupt uh, business people who happen to be vampires to basically they're they are feeding off the blood of the poor and homeless in New Orleans and there's another hurricane coming toward the shore uh, so he's got to he's got to basically stop these vampires from uh, corralling all these people into the Superdome uh, before the hurricane hits because that's Damn. where they're gonna harvest the blood that's pretty interesting yeah and uh spoiler alerts yeah we were talking about it uh whenever you were a guest on ghostbusters minute and then i think kyle and i went out to barnes and noble to get some coffee and sure enough right there in the comic section was bloodthirsty awesome i was like oh i know this guy i know this dude <laughs> awesome so. see that i i love that my experience is i go down to my local barnes and noble and i'm like do you have bloodthirsty and they're like no <laughs> and oh I'm god like, really okay uh could you are you going to get it? And they're like, no, we can order it for you. What's your name? And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> no, no way, it's fun. Yeah. I, I, there is one Barnes and Noble. The biggest one actually does have it. The biggest one here in LA, the one mm -hmm. that's just close to me doesn't have it. So it's not, I got you. not too bad. Well, they need to get on it <laughs> for right. real. With that said, do y'all want to go ahead and get into minute one Oh two? Yes, Let's sir. do it. All right. In the previous minute, the Goonies had escaped the cave and were spotted on the beach. All of their families had been rushed in and reunited with them. Sloth and the Fratellis had been seemingly trapped in the cave, never to be seen again. The Inferno, however, has become unanchored from its locked position. A massive opening in the cave wall has now given the ship a new possibility. At 102 minutes, the parents of all of the Goonies continue to embrace their children. We are introduced to Chunk's family. They are welcoming him home with his favorite thing. A large pepperoni pizza. Mouth, Steph, Andy, Mikey, and Brand are also sharing stories of their adventure with their parents. We cut to Data's family. His father, much like Data, is apparently a clumsy inventor. He opens his jacket and a camera springs from a contraption on his waist. As he goes to snap a picture, the camera opens up, causing the reel of film to spill out. Everyone laughs, and Data calls his father over. He tells him that it's okay, and that you cannot hug a photograph. 
And thus ends Minute 102 of The Goonies. All right, so we have a pretty cool cameo right here at the opening of this scene, and it is whenever the Goonies are making their way up the beach and two uh, police officers on four-wheelers come riding up on the sand, and one of them is Richard Donner, the director. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is something that you may notice of uh, on the last episode, Mark. But uh, what, what do you what do you think of like directors cameos in movies? It, it, this one is just it's kind of yeah. strange. It's not like an Alfred Hitchcock thing where it's like, oh look, there he is. This is like this could have been anybody. Yeah, that's a good question. I think you know as a as a film professional myself, like my rule of thumb is if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Um, okay, but enough. I will I will go ahead and say that Richard Donner is a guy making fun movies, so. Uh, it's a different thing if you're like Stanley Kubrick. You know, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not, you don't want to take people out of it. But Stanley Kubrick was also a giant, sort of mysterious media figure. You know, people, at least he is now. Like people know his face. Yeah. Um, but Richard Donner was sort of behind the scenes, and you didn't really know. No one knew that was Richard Donner. So yeah, it was okay. Yeah, and it's, that's right. That's why it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, uh... it's not like M Night Shyamalan, like sticking himself in his movies yeah you know respect to him for the great movies that he's made but mm-hmm. um it's sometimes if when you when you know the director when they're when the director is really making an effort to be known mm-hmm. and for their face to be known just kind my personal gimmicky. opinion it takes you away from the film it takes yeah, you out it, i agree because really you, you you're yeah you're not in the story anymore mm-hmm. you're in the real life of the director yeah yeah. If the director's famous and you know that person's face, I agree yeah. with that. But I definitely think here in the Goonies, this is one of those occasions, like you said, where it's a fun movie, it's a fun little thing, and yeah. for his friends to have spotted it, great, you know, and then whatever else. Yeah, and he has smaller, a smaller cameo in his Superman movie. Um, Who was he in that? Well, there was one point, and I'm not sure it made it into the final cut of the movie, but it's in the deleted scenes at least. It's when Clark Kent is walking along... Uh, the street and there's a shop window full of television sets and they're playing the news and they're talking about Superman this Superman that and everyone's gathered around the TV sets and Clark like joins the crowd and Richard Donner's right next to him in the crowd I think he says something to Clark but like hmm, hey, yeah no that's that? in that's in the movie that's okay. in the movie okay. I'm 99 percent sure did you know that was him uh, no I didn't know that was him but yeah, I know that no. scene I know exactly mm-hmm. the scene that you're talking about. I know. Awesome. I was saying I know Superman, and Superman two very well. Yeah, and I know exactly what you're talking about, and Great and movies. I do remember somebody saying something to him. So I don't remember what that person looked like, but unless they cut Donner's part out and had someone else do it, then then it's in there. Okay, cool. How about that? Yeah, pretty cool. Awesome. Pretty cool. So we also get to see we get to meet the families of the Goonies here. Now we've already met the Walshes. We've already seen Mouth's dead, uh, but we're also going to get to see. Andy's family, Data's family, and Chunk's family. Do we get to see anybody come for for Steph or Steph? Just yeah, started? no. Um, they, they that's next minute. Next minute, next you're going to okay. see you're going to see Steph's family come. Yeah. So, okay, Andy's family is just sort of a generic family. No big deal. Whatever. Mouth, same thing. But we get kind of a joke whenever Chunk's family show up because they're all also overweight. They show up with pizza. Like, hey, check it out. <laughs> And and then how about how much did Domino's pay for that paid product right? placement? That's what I want to know. And Pepsi all over this movie, but uh, and then Data's family shows up, and his dad is also <laughs> an inventor. So 
you know, when, the one constant thing, whenever we have guests on, we ask them what the Goonies means to them, and everybody says the same thing. It sort of inspired their childhood and the sense of adventure that they had as children just sort of stemmed from the influence the Goonies had on them. It sounds like it kind of goes a little bit deeper for you. Yes. I mean, there were, there were kids, and I had experiences, you know, post-seeing Goonies, you know, in my junior high, high school, you know, years, yeah. when, you know, I would be confronted with Troy out in the world, you know, and he was an asshole to me. Yeah. And I was like, you know, where are my Goonies? You know, um, I'm not sure that completely articulates my entire life story, <laughs> but, but it right. was, I mean, it's definitely, that's what stories function to do is to set up these archetypes in your head when you're young to sort of make sense of where you find yourself. And the people who make films know that. And Dick Donner mm-hmm. knew that. And Steve Spielberg knew that. I mean, E.T., you know, E.T.'s Elliot is in a divorced family. You know, they know yeah. kids are going through Now, you know, one thing I, ha- I did notice is that we have all of the families that showed up. You have the quote-unquote old-style traditional family there's no, there's not a single parent, single mom. There's not a single dad. It's all married, you yeah. know. Which of course you saw more of that back then than now. Because would you all, would y'all agree that, um, unfortunately, things that were not the norm were sometimes looked down upon back then. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, I don't know if you want to put that in there, but but it's well, true. I think, but, yeah. no, it's, I think it's, for this for this particular movie, you, it was just a shorthand, like. They right. They couldn't. Yeah. They didn't have time to get into like if like well, that's a good yeah. They don't if, have time to, like, to develop that right that type if, of situation. If and one if, parent if, showed up for Chunk, that you know, audience would be like, "Well, where's the other parent?" And, and you, back yeah, the, and, no and, and, and and agreed. And then back and also and back in you had to explain more of those things back in the eighties and movies like that, as opposed to now, you wouldn't even necessarily have to explain yeah. it. That's yeah, true. That's true. Um, Back then, it would have been a question in the audience's mind. Now it's just like, the way oh, it is. You know, it's yeah. like you know, we're not being. I'm not being derogatory towards it, but that's just the way it was yeah. back then. You know, and it's funny that you guys mention uh, Steven Spielberg just kind of having elements like that, the family element, the childlike element in his films. I don't think anybody gets children. A filmmaker gets the little like a child's mentality, uh, quite like Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, and ET is a perfect example of that. And the Goonies is a perfect example. Well, I mentioned in one of the first few minutes how, and, and this is, goes along to what we're saying, um, it's an empowering movie for kids mm-hmm. yeah. because the gigantic problems are solved by the kids. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, speaking of having both parents show up at the beach and everything like that at the end, there's a constant theme throughout most of Steven, Steven Spielberg's films and it's divorce uh, parents. So he definitely has that, I don't want to call it an appreciation, but that mm-hmm. understanding and something that he is, uh, addresses and is sensitive towards in a lot of his movies. Right. It's one thing as, an, as, a, as a storyteller to set your main character up with a lot of problems. And, you know, I say the word problem and, you know, people are like, wait a minute, divorce family is not a problem. But... What I mean is, like, the kid is going to have challenges. Challenges, have challenge, yeah. Challenges. The, a, pro, a kid has a kid who goes through a divorce has to process that divorce in his mind. A sure, kid who yeah. doesn't go through that divorce does not have to process a divorce and and sort of 
kind of innocent, more innocent um, in a way than Elliot, who does have to process his parents getting divorced. Yes, absolutely. Perfect examples. So let's see. What are my notes? Another point, just to, to piggyback sure. on the idea of like these kids solving these big problems that the adults don't have the capacity to do or to, or to because they can't think they can't open their minds to, to the possibility that this treasure map could solve their problems. No adult would Mm -hmm. say, yeah, let's go on a treasure hunt. Um, it, it, it brings to mind stranger things. I don't think there would be a stranger things that there wasn't a Goonies. Right. Which is something that I definitely want to get into, uh, on one of the upcoming minutes oh, okay. that we're going to have you on for for this week, gotcha. because I know that you're a huge fan of that show. And yeah, it's oh, I love it. I love yeah, it too, man. Definitely, it's it's something that we haven't really addressed on Goonies Minute so far, which is you know clearly the Goonies. It's it's influenced so much in TV and in film, but probably nothing more so than Stranger Things, which is something that I've kind of wanted to wait to really delve into until here towards the end of the series. Okay, yeah, but um. Anytime. Yeah, on one of the uh... we really have to wait till like October or November for that, <laughs> right? It? Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's because I think I watched we, me and my girlfriend watched it in two days. Oh, oh really? man, yeah. so I good. Mean, we have, it was well, no, when I say impressive. end of the series, I mean the end of Goonies. I know what you mean. Okay, okay. Well, um, edit, 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 yeah, edit, edit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Andy, forget I said anything. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll preview it. Oh, yeah, trust me, there's all kind. No, that's what's great about it not being live. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you should hear some of what Chris has to say. That's yeah, look, he's he's out. got an outtake. That, he's got an outtake clip oh, of yeah. mine that would get me, uh, if this was on, <laughs> if the FCC, if the FCC controlled this, I would have been fined as much as Howard Stern back in the 90s. <laughs> Blackmail material, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, ahead, you mentioned it. something about Andy. I don't know how you want to edit this in, but do you notice how she said, can I take piano lessons? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know if you would want to take piano lessons after that, <laughs> if, if, if that would have traumatized her, or because she was successful with it, it makes her want to get back into the piano again. My reading of that, it was that, you know, just in case this happens again, I want to be better. Yeah, just yeah, in case this happens yeah. again, right? That happens again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's with goodies, too. There'll be a, a, a bigger and better piano. Right. That's um, another topic you know, of discussion. It, it yes, we got to get into that. Later. Yeah. Mark, here's something interesting that we sort of, an idea we developed uh, a little while back. And whenever you were saying that the only people who could have solved this mission were children, mm-hmm. it was going to take a child's like zeal almost to get them through that yeah. no adult could, could do. Uh, and we find Mikey, when he's sort of confronting and having a one-on-one dialogue with one-eyed Willie Skeleton, he's saying, I mean, you're seeing a kind of a sick individual right there, someone with... Uh, kind of when a, he brings the arrogant part when about he brings it, the like, arrogant I part, won, like, I beat you, I Willie. Beat you. And just the way he's addressing him is like, uh, kind of like, um, like a sociopath or something. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, I guess, cause I find it interesting, but, um, well, we, we, we mentioned that there's only two people that respected and sh- one eyed Willie. That's right. And that was. Ma Fratelli, which is the only time she shows a human side. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. Willie. Thank you. And then we have that, and then we have with Mikey. So <laughs> that's kind of interesting there. <laughs> oh, I would I would challenge that a bit. I would say that Ma Fratelli oh. is being facetious. And You think? Yeah, she's like, thank you, Mr. Willie. Thank you for the money I'm stealing from you. Yeah. I, and then Mike, was it Mikey? So that the film's position is that Mikey's the only one who really respects him by making sure people don't take that. 
Yeah, and Mikey does. Whenever he is there having that dialogue, he definitely comes around. But he also, yeah, he also does show him the respect, saying yeah. Yeah. that, no, that's Willie's. Leave that for Willie. Yeah, you but, were the first uh, Goonie. But he, you yeah, know, it's like yeah. even in the speech, he's like, you're the first Goonie. You know, I beat yeah. you. I did. I got through your, your maze. You know, I did it. And we, uh, yeah, and a few minutes back, whenever we went over that, we, you know, just beat it to death. Oh, okay. But, uh, so I won't do that again. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, no, that's a good I'm point. Sorry, we, 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 I, I would like saying. to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry. That sounded like I was saying, ah, we already went no, there. No, no, no. It's, it's okay, no, Brady. It's, I, Look, I like to hear that. You know, my leash needs to be pulled, man. Let me tell you what. Brady and I will no. be on one track with something, then we'll, we'll bring a guest on, and it's... It's like, man, that's it's it's neat yeah. to have somebody else look at something and, and bring an idea up that we never really thought of. Yeah. We love that. No, that's that's why I brought it up is because I wanted to get your take on that mm-hmm. because that's that's been the most interesting thing for Goonies Minute so far with me. I think is is trying to figure out Mikey and yeah, how, yeah. why I what, find him so interesting. How do you interpret Mikey? And I think, yeah. um, you know, I think everyone's interpretation of any art is, you know, at least fifty percent what's in their own head. And um, I think that just means you're a sociopath, Brady. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I've been, I've been, I've been called that. I've been called borderline sociopath by some people. <laughs> so maybe both of you guys, you know, are, are a little skewed yeah. on that. But I think so. My take on Mikey's conversation with One-Eyed Willie there is that Mikey is so excited to have uh, <clears throat> taken up the challenge of the treasure map and then successfully made it to the end that he's. He's showing One-Eyed Willie both, I respect you, and I'm worthy of you. I'm worthy mm-hmm. of this treasure. Um, I beat you. I beat your challenges. And yeah. I'm saying that you were the first Goonie. So I am, I'm, I'm like you, you know? Ne- yeah. Never mind the fact that he's talking to a corpse. Of course, he's like him, except for the fact that he didn't murder all of his men. Yeah, you know, right, of course, right. of course, that's what. If Mikey would have got the treasure, that's what it really would have happened. That's Goonies. He just Goonies he would just too. killed Mike, everybody. Mikey just takes everybody, kills off. everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, good deal. All right, guys. Well, if no one has anything else for minute one hundred two, we will go ahead and come back here tomorrow for minute number one hundred three. So, uh, Mark, you good? You got anything else for this minute? I'm good. Thank you. All right. I'm well. Good. Until tomorrow, everybody, this is Brady. And this is Chris. And we're here to remind you that Goonies never never say die. Goonies Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the show, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us at GooniesMinute.com, Facebook.com slash GooniesMinute, Twitter.com slash GooniesMinute, and at Instagram at GooniesMinute. You can contact us at GooniesMinute at gmail.com. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Media, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Media. Yeah.